Wilson Public News Director, APPA. Our guest on this episode is John McCaffrey, Senior Regulatory Counsel at APPA. He's here to discuss the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission's recent proposal on generator interconnection reforms. FERC made the proposal through the issuance of what's known as a Notice of Proposed Rulemaking, or NOPR. John, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for the invite, Paul. Looking forward to the discussion. Good thing. So, uh, John, to set the stage for our conversation, could you start off by talking generally about the issues surrounding generator interconnections? Sure thing, Paul. So, FERC has jurisdiction over the rates and terms of service for the interstate transmission of electricity, and that includes the process for interconnecting new uh, generators to the transmission grid. In exercising that authority, FERC has adopted a set of standardized generator interconnection procedures and standardized uh, generator interconnection agreements that FERC jurisdictional transmission utilities are are required to use. And under those FERC procedures, uh, generators that want to interconnect the grid, they're required to submit an interconnection request, and then they're put in line. Um, It's frequently referred to as the interconnection queue with all the other generator interconnection requests. And FERC's current rules essentially use a a first-come, first-served approach. So earlier-in-time requests have precedence over later-in-time requests. And then once the transmission provider gets those interconnection requests, the transmission provider has to study the effect of those proposed interconnections on the transmission system to see, for instance, if there would be any reliability concerns with interconnecting that new generator. And if there are, there may they may require transmission system upgrades to accommodate those new generators. And depending on the region, the interconnecting generator may be responsible for any transmission upgrade costs. So that's the general background. Uh, Now, I think it's fair to say that there's there's a general consensus in the industry that there are significant challenges with the current approach, at least in some regions of the country. Uh, In particular, with the rapid growth of renewable resources, uh, the interconnection queues have become very clogged, and some interconnection requests can sit in the interconnection queue for for literally years. Part of the problem is that some of the interconnection requests in the queue are relatively speculative. Uh, They may be submitted just to assess how much it might cost to interconnect the generator to the grid. And you may have a applicant submit multiple generator interconnection requests to figure out where the best place on the system uh, to locate would be, where the most cost-effective place would be. But those multiple requests can can clog the the system. Um, Another concern is that if, again, FERC uses this, currently uses this first-come, first-served approach. If a generator higher up in the interconnection queue withdraws, it can require the transmission pro- provider to restudy the impact of the remaining generators on the grid. And the, this, this restudy uh, requirement has, has become a real, um, it, it, it's really slowed down uh, the processing of the interconnection queues uh, in a lot of regions. And that can have cost impacts as well. For instance, if a, if a, generator interconnection applicant that might otherwise have been required to pay uh, system upgrade costs withdraws, then those costs are maybe reallocated in some fashion to the the remaining generators in the queue. So that creates a a, a certain level of uncertainty, both for the 
applicants in the interconnection queue and, and for the remaining transmission customers on the system. Um, so that's that's the general background and some of the problems that I think FERC is is hoping to tackle with the new proposed rule. Great. Thanks for that overview, John. So yeah, that's a good segue to the the, the next question I have for you, if you could give an overview of, of what's in the helper. Sure. As I said, FERC has these standardized process, uh, procedures and agreements for interconnection. And what the NOPER proposes to do is, is modify and update those standardized procedures and agreement. Again, FERC is acting in response to this general consensus that um, the, the current queues are just too clogged and aren't being uh, processed in an efficient or predictable uh, way. The NOPER is is pretty lengthy and includes a lot of detailed proposals, but sort of at a very high level, I would I would say that FERC the reforms that FERC is proposing are aimed at essentially four things. First, FERC is looking to modify the way that transmission providers study those interconnection requests um, to move away from this first come first served approach and, mo and move more towards um, a approach that studies the interconnection requests in groups or clusters is the term that FERC uses, rather than uh, studying the interconnection requests seri serially. Second, FERC is looking to cut down on those speculative interconnection requests I mentioned, both by providing generator generation developers with access to more information outside of the interconnection queue. So give those generation developers more tools to evaluate their options without having to put in an actual generator interconnection request. But FERC is also proposing to tighten the requirements for joining the interconnection queue, the interconnection queue. You, such as increased financial commitments and readiness requirements. So there would be um, there would be greater um, requirements imposed on interconnection interconnecting generators just to to submit an application in the first place. Third, FERC is also imposing, uh, proposing to impose tighter obligations on the transmission providers themselves, uh, specifically to process interconnection requests more quickly. Uh, FERC is proposing specific deadlines by which uh, transmission providers would have to analyze interconnection requests. Uh, and if they, if they miss those deadlines, FERC is proposing to impose monetary penalties, which is a big change from the current system where uh, transmission providers just have to use essentially uh, best efforts, uh, reasonable efforts to to um, study the interconnection requests in a timely manner. Uh, fourth and finally, FERC is uh, proposing uh, to modify its interconnection procedures to accommodate again this evolving uh, generation resource mix uh, and technologies. Um, so the, it's proposing some rules, for instance, uh, to accommodate generator interconnection proposals that pair, say, a generation resource with uh, a storage resource. Uh, for, in, in the same vein, FERC is also proposing to require transmission providers to evaluate alternative transmission technologies, such as dynamic line ratings, uh, which can get more capacity out of the existing transmission system uh, as part of the assessment of an interconnection request 
potential impact on the transmission grid. So again, I know that's really high level, Paul, but those are the four main areas of reform that uh, that FERC is is looking at. Great. So um, with all that as, as background, and there's a lot of great detail in that, so thanks for, for that. Um, wanted to just obviously, you know, our audience is, is primarily public power. Um, so wanted to drill down in terms of the relevance um, of the NOPR um, to public power utilities. And so two-parter for you. First, why is the issue of generator interconnection important for public power utilities? And more specifically, what elements of the NOPR are of potential significance for public power? Sure. Uh, the Generator interconnection generally um, can have significant implications for public power utilities um, at, a, at a number of different levels. At, at, a, at a very basic level, if a public power utility is looking to interconnect a new generator to transmission facilities that are owned or operated by a FERC-regulated utility, and that would, that would include a regional transmission organization, RTO, or an independent system operator, an ISO. Um, so that interconnection process for that new generator is going to be regulated under the rules set by FERC. So to the extent, again, that a, a public power utility is looking to interconnect a new resource to the transmission grid, um, and that transmission grid is owned or operated by a FERC-regulated uh, utility, um, that interconnection process is going to be subject to FERC rules, and including any changes that come out of this current rulemaking. Um, and that can have all sorts of implications. It can have cost implications, timing impl implications, uh, regulatory certainty implications. Um, so really, these are going to be the rules of the road for any interconnecting generator um, if you're dealing with a FERC-regulated uh, transmission utility. More broadly, the issue of generator interconnection can have impact on public power utilities in a number of different ways. Um, for instance, some some public power utilities, many public power utilities, own transmission. Um, if they are in an RTO or an ISO, uh, um, the RTO and ISO rules uh, may will likely follow uh, to some degree um, the FERC rules that come out of this proposal. Um, also, uh, public power utilities uh, um, are often transmission customers of either RTOs or ISOs or FERC-regulated transmission utilities. Um, so generators that are interconnecting to the system and the rules by which those uh, generators interconnect can have knock-on effects uh, to the existing transmission cu customers. For instance, again, uh, there maybe have to be system upgrades um, to accommodate new generators. And how the costs of those uh, uh, upgrades get allocated uh, can impact uh, tra existing transmission system customers. Now, that's not something that's that FERC is really proposing to do much with in that rulemaking. But again, anytime you've got new generators interconnecting the transmission system, it can have impacts on the uh, existing transmission customers. Uh, existing uh, transmission uh, or generator interconnections can also impact existing transmission customers, including public power utilities, um, by, for instance, increasing transmission congestion you know, injecting more energy onto the grid that can have uh, uh, congestion impacts on the on the transmission grid. So, any time that you're considering 
new generators interconnecting uh, that can have all sorts of um, and the terms under which they do it they can have significant impacts on um, existing um, uh, customers including public power utilities um, in in terms of which elements are are most important for public power. I guess I hesitate to, to carve out any particular aspect of, of the rule. Uh, again, FERC is proposing a broad suite of changes, and they can all potentially impact public power utilities. Well, one thing I, I would highlight um, is the, the, this concern over speculative interconnection requests. Uh, that's been an issue that APPA members and public power utilities in general um, have been expressing concern about for, for some time. Um, so FERC's efforts in the NOPR to cut down on the number of, of speculative projects is something that appears promising. And I think that's something that uh, APPA and public power utilities will be uh, looking at very closely as they evaluate and assess the, the proposed rules. Um, finally, I, you know, at, Paul, at the risk of getting too far into the legal weeds, I, I should, I, I do want to make a clarification. Um, public power utilities are generally not subject to FERC's transmission jurisdiction. Um, so again, if you're a public power utility that owns transmission, these proposed rules would not directly apply to public power utility transmission owners. However, uh, public power transmission owners in RTO and ISO regions, as I said, may be subject to the pro proposed requirements under an RTO or ISO tariff, because generally those RTO and ISO tariffs will will follow uh, to a large degree degree FERC's policies on um, on uh, on generator interconnection. Public power transmission utilities might also opt to follow the revised generator connection rules under FERC's open access reciprocity policies, under which a FERC jurisdictional transmission provider uh, may be able to deny transmission service to a public power utility that does not provide reciprocal open access service. Um, so I, like I said, I, that may be a little far in the weeds for, for, uh, for some listeners, but it is important to note, I, I think, where public power fits into the equation under the NOPR. Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a it's an important clarification. So so thanks for making that, Sean. Um, so FERC is seeking comments on various aspects of the NOPRS proposals. Um, so does APPA plan to submit comments in response to the NOPR? And if so, can APPA members reach out to you for questions or comments? I think it's a pretty safe bet that APPA will weigh in with comments on the NOPR. Uh, precisely what those comments say, of course, will be informed by APPA member input, which we're still in the process of gathering. Um, APPA members can certainly reach out to me uh, with their input on the NOPR, and in fact, I, I strongly encourage them to do so. As, as APPA staff, it's just invaluable for us to get direct member feedback on uh, uh, FERC proposals uh, like the kind in this NOPR. Um, of course, if members have questions on the NOPR, which, as I said, is pretty lengthy and complex, they can certainly contact me as well, and I'll, I'm happy to answer any questions they have about the proposed rule. So once FERC receives feedback on the NOPR, what, what happens next in terms of uh, like timeline? 
Sure. Well, initial comments on the NOPER are due October 13th, 2022. And there are, there is an opportunity for reply comments, which are due a month later on November 14th, 2022. Uh, assuming that FERC decides to adopt reforms based on the NOPER, uh, FERC would still have to issue a final rule. Again, this is a notice of this is a proposed rule. Uh, if FERC was to proceed, it would have to issue a final rule and it would have to explain the changes it was making and why. And, uh, and that would also formally modify its standardized generator interconnection procedures and agreements. FERC could adopt the r- r- rules uh, specifically as they were proposed in the NOPER. Uh, it could adopt some, but not all of the changes it proposed, or it could adopt modified versions of its proposals. And there's no specific deadline for FERC to act, um, so it, it's tough to draw a specific timeline on that. I, I should add that there's no requirement for FERC to do anything. It, it could choose not to act at all, although I think that's unlikely given the importance of the issues uh, and the fact that all five of the current FERC commissioners appear to believe that it, at least some changes to the generator interconnection rules may be warranted. Uh, so, John, one one aspect that I wanted to bring up is is the uh, sort of regional aspect of this. Uh, is there anything specific that you wanted to talk about related to that? Yeah, thanks for the question, Paul. I, I mentioned that FERC has these standardized procedures and agreements for generator interconnection. Uh, it's important to note that in some regions, FERC has allowed departures from those standardized procedures and agreements, particularly in regional transmission organization or independent system operator regions. Um, so, and in fact, some of those departures from the existing process um, are effectively best practices that FERC is now looking at, and they have formed the basis for some of the proposals uh, in it in the NOPER. So just because FERC is proposing changes to the standardized procedures uh, doesn't mean that those uh, standardized procedures are, are um, currently in place in each region. Now, ultimately, uh, each region, each transmission provider would have to show that um, its proposed generator interconnection procedures are um, as as good as the standardized procedures, but that 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 is a judgment that FERC could make in individual proceedings. John, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today. I think it's been definitely enlightening in terms of uh, your providing details on the NOPER and potential implications for public power, and um, assuming FERC does act on this and, and issue a final rule. Love to have you back maybe to uh, dissect what uh, what came out in the final rule. That would be great, Paul. Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Power Now. Be sure to check out past episodes and learn more at publicpower.org slash podcast. Public Power Now comes to you from the American Public Power Association and is produced by APPA Digital Content Director David Blaylock. I'm Paul Schimpolik, and we'll be back next week with more from the world of public power.